Hello and welcome to Soothing Pods Sleep Stories. My name is Chris, and tonight I will be your guide as we travel through the beautiful wilds of Scandinavia and Asgard with Thor, the Norse god of thunder. Before we begin, however, let us take a moment to unwind and find peace and comfort where we are. Close your eyes and allow your body to sink into the surface you are sleeping on. Here and now, there are no obligations. There are no responsibilities. There is no to-do list. By simply listening to the sound of my voice, you are already giving your body rejuvenating rest. Anything else you are seeking will come in time. Trust the process and remember that even this second, you are nourishing and providing relaxation for your body and mind. With your eyes closed and your body sinking deeper and deeper into the soft surface you were lying on, let us pretend that we are elsewhere. You are lying in a soft, soft bed of grass and moss in a meadow in Scandinavia. The landscape around you is unbelievably, breathtakingly beautiful. There are no trees, but the greenest grass you have ever seen in your life stretches as far as the eye can see in every direction. Soft mountains rise in arc towards the baby blue sky, looking like paintings rather than something out of real life. The landscape is alive with soft curves, with valleys, with rivers lacing across the green meadow. You can feel that it was carved by glaciers years and years and years ago. Around you, there is not just green grass, but purple lupines. They sway in the gentle breeze and pulse like waves moving across the sea. Their fragrance fills the air with every gust, sending a sense of peace and comfort radiating through your body. And you are not the only one enjoying them. As your eyes gently flicker open, you notice a butterfly flitting just above your head. Its orange wings practically glow against the blue sky and the purple bed of flowers you are lying in. Ever so slowly, the butterfly floats down to you. It brings with it 
a gentle, loving spirit that puts you at ease. The butterfly softly flutters above your forehead, and as it does, a wave of relaxation works its way down your body. You unclench your jaw. Your tongue falls away from the roof of your mouth. Your shoulders fall away from your ears, giving you the room you need to slumber. Your eyes let go of any tension they've been holding, and that release travels down, down, down your whole body. You feel yourself breathing deeper as you let go of any tension in your chest. Your heart slows to a steady, healthy pace. Your arms and legs are finally able to sink deeper into the bed beneath you. Know that at any time you can call upon this butterfly for comfort. Now that we have taken the time to relax and find peace in the place that we're in, here and now. Let us begin our story. Before Thor even had his hammer, he was a god that radiated power everywhere he went. He stood a foot taller than nearly any of the other gods, with a strong body and a red beard that seemed to illuminate every room and every grove of trees he crossed through. He was the Norse god of thunder and the sky, second only to his father, Odin, in terms of importance, and his importance did not just come from the strength, cunning, and power he possessed, but from the role that was given to him at birth. At the time, the fertile lands were perhaps the most beautiful they'd ever been. Sparkling creeks and rivers wound through the vast and lush countryside, giving nourishment to every creature that meandered towards them. Every inch of the grass in the land was a deep, stunning green that spoke to how nutrient-rich and loved the soil and plants were. The forests, full of cedar and pine trees, provided shelter for anyone wandering through the wilderness, and, in addition, provided a relaxing, soothing scent to anyone who found themselves relaxing in them. Oftentimes, the gods would make their way down, down, down from their realm as God and settle there, soaking in the splendor of the landscape that was created for them. And though this land was beautiful, it was full of trouble, of strife. The world at the time was full of monsters 
of giants, of snakes that could destroy entire towns. The humans that lived on this land may have enjoyed the beauty of it, but it was hard for them to ignore the troubles that came along with it. That's where Thor came in, sworn to protect the gods and the humans from giants and the creatures of the time. He spent his life ensuring that those who called the world home were safe. He was one of the only gods that the giants feared, and he did all he could to keep them in their place. He was beloved by the other gods and by the humans, though his legendary anger was well known. And, at the same time, the future of his fate was known. Because Ragnarok was on the horizon. A great battle that foretold the deaths of many of the gods as they waged war against giants for the future of humanity and their kingdom. It was said that many of the gods would perish, and that only two humans would remain to repopulate the earth. Thor knew that was on the horizon, as did the other gods, and yet he moved through life with no regrets keeping the humans safe with every bit of his power. One day, after vanquishing some giants, Thor began the long journey back to Asgard, where all the gods resided. He was in no hurry, and decided to take his time walking across the breathtaking landscape that he had sworn to protect. It was midsummer, and the meadows were alive with color beyond your wildest imagination. Brilliant purple lupines stretched as far as the eye could see, a glow in the midnight sun of summer, like the ocean during a sunset. There were pops of yellow, of orange, of red mixed in with the purple. It was nature's canvas at its finest, and that was not all. Because lacing through this meadow was a stream, a stream that wound down, down, down through the countryside, from the snow-covered peaks on the far horizon. The stream was glacier-fed, and the earth below it was forged by volcanoes hundreds and hundreds of years ago. The glacial melt turned the water flowing in the stream to an otherworldly bright blue, a blue that was bluer than the sky, bluer than anything else on earth. And it was only made more beautiful by the black lava stones that coated the river basin. Thor started to cross the stream, unafraid to traverse through with his bare feet. The cool water rejuvenated him in a way 
he hadn't known he had needed. For a moment, he simply stood in the water, soaking it in and enjoying the way it melted away the weight of the world on his shoulders. Something possessed him to reach down into the water and scoop up a handful of the black lava stones. They were lighter than normal rocks, with tiny holes and ridges perfectly speckled across them. He rolled them around in his hands for a moment, relishing the feeling of the cool, unbelievably smooth stone on his hand. It grounded him, made him feel even more at peace in the moment. He tucked the stones away in his pocket, knowing that his beloved wife, Sif, would enjoy them even more than he had. Thor believed that she was more beautiful than any flower, any stone, any vista on earth. He had wed her long ago, before he had stepped into his true power before he was defending the earth in the way he was now. And he loved her more every single day. There was no one that compared to her. She was regarded as the goddess of the harvest, the goddess of the earth, while Thor ruled over the sky, sending rain and thunder and lightning down upon the earth. It was Sif who ensured things grew. They worked in harmony with one another, fueling each other and nourishing each other in every way. It was exactly like their romantic relationship, one of support, of respect for one another, of a need for one another. And as Thor made his way back to Asgard, towering over the sea of flowers with every step he took. A smile suddenly washed over his face, because standing at the base of the mountains was none other than Sif. During other times of year, during the harvest, she often blended into the scene of the earth behind her, she had long, breathtaking locks of golden hair, hair as golden as the amber grain that the humans relied on. Truly, they did rely on Sif. Thor crossed to her, beaming from ear to ear as he gently took her hand in his. He asked his darling what she was doing here, and she smiled back, telling him that she had come to make sure he was safe. She trusted the god, of course, and had no doubt in his abilities, but she still longed to make sure he was okay after a long day of protecting the earth and the humans upon it. Thor intertwined his fingers with his wives. They talked about their days, taking their time on the walk back to Asgard. 
They did this from time to time. These long walks away from the prying ears of all the other gods. They felt it strengthened their connection. It made them closer each time that they did it. Thor told Sif of how he had defeated a great giant. It was not easy with just his fists and his powers, but in time he was able to trick the giant into a corner and strike him down. Sif wished that Thor would have a weapon of some kind, something new to help protect him and finish the job. But Thor shrugged, assuring her that he was just fine. Finally, they reached the base of the mountain that led up to the kingdom of Asgard. It was a place that only the gods themselves could ascend to. And my, was it a beautiful place. Asgard floated high above the mountain on a platform that hovered within the clouds. It was a beautiful place, a beautiful city of tall buildings made of silver towers. The sliver of towers often faded against the backdrop of white and grey clouds, but that was something that the gods counted on. They felt at home the minute they entered Asgard. Every corner was dripping in luxury, in the finest things the world had to offer. The palace practically glowed with silver, gold, with gemstones forged from the depths of the earth. It was, without a doubt, a kingdom fit for all the gods. Exhausted after their long day, Thor and Sif settled down for the night in their bedroom that overlooked out over the clouds. Sif smiled lovingly at her husband as she plaited her long, golden locks of hair. Every god in Asgard and every human on Earth greatly admired Sif's gorgeous hair. It was as if it had been spun of gold. They settled into bed for the night, curled up against one another and breathing peacefully as they slipped off into the realm of dreams. But somewhere nearby, another god didn't feel like sleeping. In fact, he felt like causing a little mischief instead. He was, of course, Loki, the trickster god who was the son of a giant. He was a close companion of Odin and Thor, kept around for his wit and cunning mind. However, that is not to say that he was always on Odin nor Thor's side. His playful, trickster nature often led to him getting in trouble or taunting the gods themselves. And as Thor and Sif peacefully slept, Loki was 
rather bored. It had been quite some time since he had been needed to help Thor and Odin with a plan, and he was itching for some kind of excitement, for some drama. He gazed out over Asgard and caught sight of Sif's hair glistening through an open window. The idea for a prank sparked in Loki's mind, an idea that grew and grew and grew. He tiptoed through the night toward Thor and Sif's domain. As quietly as he could, he scurried up to their room and climbed through the window. He floated across the ground, ensuring that he didn't make a single noise as he knelt beside their bed. Using clippers, he quickly and expertly shaved Sif's gorgeous locks of hair off. He laid them in the bed beside her, leaving them for her to find in the morning. From anyone else's perspective, it was a cruel thing to do, hardly even a prank. But to someone like Loki, this was great fun. When the locks of hair had been chopped off, Loki made his way down, down, down from the balcony of Thor and Sif and disappeared into the night not wanting to be anywhere near the gods, so he wouldn't be pinned with the prank. When morning washed over Asgard, everything was beautiful. Thor often had a bit of trouble waking. After all, he was known for gorging himself on dinner every single night, eating plate after plate with ease. Awakening with such a fool's stomach, even in the morning, often left him feeling a bit sluggish and tired. Regardless, it was hard to deny the beauty of the landscape just outside the window. This high above the clouds, morning came much earlier than most places. The tops of the clouds were awash, in a breathtaking golden glow, and then the otherworldly colors of the sunset. It was like the earth was being painted before the gods' eyes, swirls of pink, of blue, of orange, of gold, of red, all melded together to create the most beautiful spectacle on earth. It was like a living, breathing painting, a painting that changed before their eyes every single morning. Thor felt a hand on his back. It was always Sif who awakened first, and she always encouraged the god to open his eyes and look down over the earth he was protecting with pride. Thor groggily popped an eye open and smiled at his wife, ready to hear her usual morning dialogue. But when he saw her, his face fell. 
Not a single lock of hair remained on her head. Sif could tell by his reaction that something was amiss. She rose to her feet, wrapped in a robe of golden cloth, and gazed in the mirror with shock and horror. She put her hands to her head, hoping that it was a dream of some sort. Thor was immediately at her side, comforting her. But his comfort came with something else as well. Rage. Instantly, Thor had a feeling he knew exactly who was behind this. There was only one god who would dare to do something so silly, so reckless. And Thor was going to make him pay. Thor's footsteps boomed through the hallways as he stormed through Asgard in search of Loki. Everyone he passed pointed in the direction of Loki, desperate not to get caught in Thor's whirlwind of anger themselves. It was not a pleasant thing to be around, and they had all vowed to do anything they could to avoid it. Thor stormed down the halls until he found a courtyard that Loki was having his breakfast in. Loki smiled at the god nonchalantly, asking what he was doing up so early on such a fine morning. Thor slammed his powerful fists down on the table. He told Loki that he knew exactly what Loki had done to his wife, and that Loki was going to pay if he didn't fix it. It didn't take long for Loki's smile to fade. He loved messing with the gods, especially with Thor, but Thor's anger today wasn't as fun as usual. Loki put up his hands defensively, as Thor grabbed him by the shoulders, Loki begged to be let go. Thor told him that he was to restore Sif's hair at once. Loki could see that Thor was not messing around. Desperate to appease him and get himself out of the mess he had created, he promised the gods that he would go to the realm of the dwarves beneath the earth and have them make Sif a head of hair even more gorgeous than the original. Thor raised a brow at Loki, trying to decide if letting Loki go was truly worth it. It was true. The dwarves beneath the earth could create absolutely anything they put their minds to. They were the finest craftsmen in the universe, and surely they could create something incredible for Sif. Thor released Loki with a frustrated groan. In his booming voice, he ordered Loki to come back with a beautiful head of hair for Sif, and more if he wanted to truly make up for his terrible transgression. Loki was not wasting any time Desperate to fix the mistake he had made, he descended below the earth to Svartalheim, the realm of the dwarves. 
Svartalheim was hard to find for those who didn't know of its existence. Tucked away, deep beneath the ground, and tangled within the roots of the trees, the pathway was so small that you could truly blink and miss it. Loki was not a fan of Svartalheim or the dwarves within it, but he figured he could easily outsmart them and get what he needed. He descended down, down, down through the dark dirt tunnels that the dwarves resided in. When he reached the bottom in their workshop, he was delighted to find the exact dwarves he was looking for. He found the sons of the great dwarf craftsman, Ivaldi, and two brothers, Rock and Etri. He asked for their help, telling them of the situation he found himself in. The sons of Ivaldi agreed to make Sif a beautiful headdress of golden locks that would rival her original stunning hair. As they worked, Loki asked them to make more magical items for the god. They complied and created a ship, Skidbladnir, which would be the fastest in the world, and Gungnir, a spear that is incapable of missing. The sons of Ivaldi quickly completed the first three items, and they were more beautiful than anyone could imagine. They decided they would present the gifts to the gods, eager to receive a reward. But Loki had something else in mind. Feeling mischievous and wanting the glory for himself, he created a wager with the dwarves Brock and Eertri. He bet his head that they could not forge three items as glorious as the first three. The dwarves happily took the wager, knowing that they could easily forge powerful and equally beautiful items. As they worked, Loki transformed himself into a gadfly. Desperate to stop them, he stung them as they worked over the forge, hoping it would slow them. Unfortunately for Loki, the dwarves continued to work. It wasn't until Loki stung one of the dwarves' eyelids, blocking his vision a bit, that the dwarves were distracted at all. Seeing his window, Loki gathered the glorious items they created. A golden boar, a magical ring, and Mjolnir, a hammer worthy of a god, and hurried back to Asgard before the dwarves knew he was gone. When he arrived at Asgard, the dwarves were, at first, not entirely pleased to see him. They had heard of what he had done to Sif's hair and expected more tricks from the god. However, when he presented the gifts to them, they were in awe. First, he gave the golden hair to Sif, 
Thor took the golden headpiece and placed it upon Sif's head. Instantly, the goddess was aglow in a beautiful light. She looked even more stunning than before. So stunning, in fact, that Thor felt himself like he couldn't breathe for a moment. He ran his fingers through his beloved's hair with a smile on his face. And, though he was pleased, he still demanded that Loki apologize for putting his wife through such stress. Loki apologized, of course. He handed Thor a hammer with a mischievous glint on his face, telling Thor that it would certainly help with any other stress in his life. Thor and Sif both could not believe their eyes. The hammer radiated power. Even having just been handed to Thor, it seemed like it belonged to him. Like it was a piece of him. Lightning crackled around the hammer as he tossed it from hand to hand. Marveling at the superior craftsmanship. Then he threw the hammer toward a tree. It struck the tree exactly where Thor was aiming and returned to his hand like a boomerang. None of the gods had ever seen such a thing. They all gathered around as Thor turned it over in his hands in absolute awe. Finally, he had a weapon to face the giants. A weapon that was truly fit for someone as marvelous as he. With Mjolnir by his side, he had no doubt that he could defeat any trouble that came his way. Loki gave the rest of the gifts to the gods they belonged to, believing that he would instantly be in all of their favor. He was pleased with himself. Though he was a man of mischief, he always seemed to come out on top. That is, until the dwarf brothers arrived, angry with Loki. They told the gods of the bet that Loki had made with them for his head. Loki looked to the gods, expecting them to stand up for him, to defend him because of the amazing gifts he had given them. But none of them even bothered looking up. It seemed that Loki had been causing a bit too much mischief lately. Loki told the dwarves that he offered them his head, not his neck, and since they could not remove his head without harming his neck, they could simply not have it. The dwarves whispered amongst themselves, frustrated with Loki's logic. Feeling it was better to cut their losses, they returned back to their own realm. Thor and Sif wandered down out of Asgard that night, returning to the same meadow they had met in the day before. Sif's new hair billowed in the wind behind her, glistening like threads of gold in the soft wind. Thor couldn't help but simply stare at her. 
he had never seen anyone as beautiful as her, and he knew he never would. He took her by the hand and lay down in the evergreen grass with her, holding her close against his chest. He rubbed her back lovingly as they gazed up at the sky that changed colors overhead. They could just barely see hints of Asgard within the clouds, hovering miles and miles above them. Thor turned his hammer over in his hands. He was pleased to have a tool to help him keep the humans and the gods safe, and Sif too was comforted by the fact that her love would always have that to protect him. The two lounged in the grass and lupines together until they slowly drifted off to sleep. The sleep washed over them slowly at first, a welcome blanket at the end of a long, magical day. I hope you have enjoyed this sleep story and it has brought you a night of peaceful, relaxing rest. Please, join me again tomorrow night for another sleep story. Until then, sweet dreams. <laughs>